Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to Episode 373 of the FCPA Compliance Report. The FCPA Compliance Report is sponsored by the Complete Compliance Handbook, the one-volume book on all things compliance that I've written will be published by Compliance Week in April 2018. It's available now for pre-sale with more information on my website, www.fcpacompliancereport.com. Today I have with me John Hansen. John is the founder and president of the International Association of Independent Corporate Monitors. In this episode, he talks about the first year of the association, the IAICM, some of the achievements that it has sustained over the past year, where John hopes to take the association going forward, and the role of corporate monitors in light of the Evaluational Corporate Compliance Program released in February 2017, and more importantly, the new FCPA Corporate Enforcement Policy announced in November of 2017. It's a fascinating exploration of the resources available from the IAICM and its role in the corporate monitorship discussion. I know you will find it interesting. The FCPA Compliance Report is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode. And today I have with me one of my actually favorite people, uh, John Hansen. John is the founder, uh, president, and I guess executive director of the International Association of Independent Corporate Monitors, an organization that is just coming up on its one-year anniversary. It uh, went live, or at least was announced uh, last year around this time at the 2017 ABA White Collar Institute, I believe in Miami. And this year, uh, the institute is uh, this week. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to sit down with John and talk about one-year anniversary, some of the highlights that he has seen, and some of the things that uh, initiatives he may be uh, having in mind for going forward. So, John, with that somewhat long-winded introduction, thank you for taking the time to visit with me. My pleasure, Tom. So, John, certainly from my perspective, and I think this uh, met one of the goals you had, the uh, IAICM has been a, a huge boost to the compliance community. Obviously, the focus is on corporate monitors, but from my perspective, you provided a lot more information services and just um, the word uh, to people in the compliance profession. But I really wanted to get your assessment of where the organization has gone in its first year. Well, I think we've been very successful in our first year, uh, more so than I probably had envisioned and pro- perhaps could have been better except for uh, a, a deluge of work that um, took took some attention away from the organization in the last half of last year. But we, uh, you know, we, we spent a lot of time putting new agreements into our repository and getting getting that up. We have in excess of probably 300 or so settlement agreements from various agencies requiring corporate monitors that we've accumulated over a long period of time and getting those into the repository, you know, is, is uh, burdensome, but we probably have a little bit more than a hundred of them in there. We're continuing to add them as we can. And that, that particular page on our website at IAICM.org has been very popular. It gets a, a lot of hits um, I, I know it gets hits from government agencies because I've heard from government people telling me they went there. I can't tell exactly if they go there or not, but it's it's been very popular. Reporters as well have been going there, um, I believe, to do some research on 
different agreements or different things associated with corporate monitors that they might be writing about. Uh, we're in excess of 70 members uh, as of today. I think we just brought in four in the last month. Um, and, you know, I never envisioned that this would be a membership organization of many hundreds or thousands of people. It's, it's such a specific sort of narrow practice area, but it's wonderful to see that we've gotten up to this number in such a short period of time, frankly, with very little recruiting. It's not like I'm going out there and, you know, trying to get attorneys that I've worked with or know well to, to join us. They, they seem to be hearing about it from word of mouth. Um, so, you know, they're, they're sending in membership applications without me ever having spoken to them, or in many cases, some of them, you know, I don't even know at all. On the other hand, too, we have a, a large number of members who have come in who are very experienced monitors. I mean, people who, you know, are at the, uh, the top of the end getting into numerous opportunities for monitorships or winning many monitorships or having won large monitorships. So that, I think, says a lot about the organization itself and what they think of it just, to, just for them to, you know, put their name to it by association and, and membership. Well, John, actually, one of my favorite stories was last uh, fall at the uh, SCCE 2017 Compliance and Ethics Institute, uh, a compliance practitioner from Brazil uh, came up to me and said that he had seen that uh, I was involved in the organization and uh, could I tell him more about it? And I was just frankly stunned that uh, the the word had gotten down to Brazil. So you're certainly getting the word out about your organization, or I should say our organization. Once again, I think it's it's filled a huge gap that was needed. But really, uh, the information that's available is not just for monitors. It's for corporations. It's for compliance practitioners and a wide variety of, of others, including, as you said, the government. So kind of kudos on the, the first year. Uh, maybe now turn to the to, uh, the future, and I wanted to ask, since we are on the week of the ABA White Collar Conference, and you're going to be attending this year, um, any uh, any thoughts on where the organization might be going uh, in year two or down the road? Well, I mean, obviously, we, we, we seek to continue building our membership, bringing in people who uh, meet our requirements, who are interested in this practice, and um, you know, are looking for, for a way to uh, find more information about it or to create more opportunities for it. Um, you know, personally, I'd like to see us do a little bit more continuation of our contact with government agencies uh, this year. So getting together with suspension and debarment officers, with uh, the relevant people from DOJ, SEC, and, and, uh, and there's just so many different agencies that use them. World Bank, for example, I'd like to try and get to know them a little bit better and introduce them more to us uh, just so that we're getting the word out more and, and getting more input back from them. I mean, I was pleased last year when we, we got a request from uh, a DOJ official about joining us as a member. It, it, we, we couldn't do it because of a, it, we, we believed it created a potential perception of a conflict of interest. But the fact that somebody who was active at DOJ involved with uh, DPAs, NPAs, and monitors thought out to reach for us, you know, and, and, and ask about, about joining. I'd also like to do some personal, you know, or, or group receptions, presentations uh, for people who are interested in the organization and people who are just interested in learning more about corporate monitorships. So I'm hoping that sometime, at least this year in D.C., uh, possibly New York, most likely D.C., 
we can host some sort of a presentation where people can come in. Our members can come in first and kind of mix as a networking part and then follow it up with a nice uh, panel session about some topic of, of, of key relevance or, or that's hot in the, in the area of corporate monitors for anybody who wants to, to, to learn about it. Um, also, I'd like to complete our repository in, in, 20, in 2018. Again, we, you know, with about 200 or so agreements that we're sitting on that we haven't been able to get up in there. Um, most of them are historical, uh, going back all the way to pretty much the beginning of time of monitorships. Uh, I'd really like to get that complete. And that's, um, that's one of my key, key objectives going forward. Uh, the other thing I'd like to see continue here in 2018 is, uh, the organization continuing to create monitorship opportunities for our members. Uh, we had several opportunities that were directed either from members back to IAICM, other members, or in one case, a government agency reached out for me directly and asked if we had any members who would fit a particular criteria. And then, you know, I directed them over to the website and even gave, gave them the names of some of our members who fit that particular criteria. Don't know really whatever happened with that, but um, the fact that, you know, we're, we're creating opportunities sort of internally, if you will, for our, for our members is, is just a tremendous uh, thing. So, John, uh, you bring up a, a great point, which is uh, uh, many of my listeners uh, practice in the anti-corruption compliance space, but the monitorship space is actually much, much broader. And I was wondering if you can give the listeners some sense of the breadth and scope of the use of corporate monitors literally across federal and state government. Well, that, that's a hard one because it is so broad. I mean, you'll see it in, in anything from, you know, um, uh, police uh, departments has been, you know, <laughs> pretty heavy on monitors over, over the last year. Uh, immigration concerns, um, anti-money laundering, uh, false claims act type cases, import export violations. I mean, it really runs the gambit, uh, of just about any kind of, uh, activity that might violate regulations or criminal laws. So, uh, now if we could also turn to, um, the uh, Department of Justice and SEC. Certainly, at the two important documents were released by the DOJ in 2017 around compliance. The first was the evaluation of corporate compliance programs in February 2017. And then in late November, uh, there was the um, new FCPA corporate enforcement policy incorporated into the U.S. Attorney's Manual. And I have been one of the leaders in in articulating or at least stating that I believe this will lead to more robust corporate compliance and more monitorships uh, by corporations, both uh, under government auspices and sort of self-monitorships to help uh, demonstrate compliance with uh, various laws. But I was wondering uh, how you might see any of these developments ar around monitorship going forward. Well, certainly any any guidance that's received in that area is, is welcomed by the community. They, they crave it desperately and eat it up when it comes out. Uh, it, I think it's going to remain to be seen a little bit to what extent it affects corporate monitorships, at least, you know, imposed monitors. The self-monitoring, you know, I, I, that's not technically a corporate monitorship. Um, I can see where companies may continue to do that as they already are, maybe even increase that a little bit. But I don't, I don't know yet quite how it's going to impact the resolutions of, of the activities with DOJ and or SEC. It, it's going to take a little time, I think, to be seen. 
Um, it's absolutely been great for the compliance community, you're right, because, you know, it lays out all these compliance areas that uh, DOJ or SEC is, is assessing when they're contemplating corporate liability and or the use of monitors. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm optimistic that uh, it'll, you know, monitors will remain. I can't see that they would ever go away in this particular area. Uh, it, I don't know yet how much it might impact the imposition of monitors going forward. Uh, I don't think it would take away a whole lot, um, but it, it might go down a little bit. Uh, remains to be seen. We'll be tracking it closely this year and see how it how it pans out. One of the developments we saw in 2017 was uh, federal judges intervening in deferred prose- prosecution agreements and plea plea agreements around corporate monitorships. Is this a development that uh, the association will be watching, or is this something that you think will increase or decrease? Well, we've been watching it very closely. I mean, when, um, when, for example, DOJ has this robust policy in place to uh, identify and select a corporate monitor, and it's effectively tossed out the window by a federal judge who is not so familiar with the case and or the monitors, or in fact, you know, there's no transparency in that process. Um, that's that's problematic for 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 me. Um, if it was a transparent process and and documented so people could understand what went into that particular selection, I wouldn't be as concerned about it. But you know, it's it's a significant development. We're watching it closely. Uh, we we can't do a whole lot about it other than watch it. You know, we uh, we're not we don't have standing really. Um, I'm hoping that DOJ or somebody will at some point maybe uh, you know take this up a, a further notch. I mean, it's happened. I believe it was with H- HSBC where you know they ruled that the judge had exceeded his his bounds. Um, but it would have been nice to see how that may have applied to the ZTE monitorship where a uh, federal judge just ignored the, uh, the DOJ policy and the, the agreement that was in place and selected his own monitor for the, for the matter. One of the uh, other developments we saw in general anti-corruption law in 2017 was uh, incre- increased uh, new laws being put in place, and then in some countries, an inc- uh, announcements of increased use of deferred prosecution agreements and corporate monitors uh, as a part of those agreements. Is uh, this something that the association sees uh, will grow, uh, really, the use of monitors in the international situation? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we, we among our members now are 11 international members, uh, Canada, Switzerland, Brazil, UK, Hong Kong, you know, countries like that. And uh, those, those are the countries exactly pretty much that you're, you're talking about for the most part. Um, I, I see that those countries are going to follow, you know, the, these, how, how the U.S. has developed this uh, DPA sort of process over the years. It's a good model. I think it's a good one for them to to look at and how they how they shape it or cater it to their own needs, you know, will remain to be seen. But in its essence, I can see I believe these countries are going to continue to move forward with these types of uh, resolutions. And as a byproduct, monitorships just is part of it. it. It will it must sort of naturally follow. I believe that's part of why. We've been getting uh, people wanting to join us from some of these companies because, or countries, I'm sorry, because they see that this is developing and they believe that being a member of our association, which is international, uh, might benefit them 
in some way, shape, or form as that continues to develop. Where we can, we you know we we do our best to try and uh, provide information to people in those countries who might be involved in shaping policy, uh, or obviously with reporters who are following uh, policies as they develop. Um, so you know uh, we get a lot of international hits as well on our website. Our repository gets quite a few. So, you know, I don't know if those are, are government people from those countries visiting us or kids doing research on the internet or, or what, but um, I hope that people are making use of it internationally. I think we're going to see a lot more of this over the coming years. I think that's going to be one of the, the biggest boons, if you will, in monitorships is going to be international. So, John, as we uh, mentioned at the start of this podcast, this week is the 2018 ABA White Collar Institute. I believe you're going to be participating, uh, but I uh, wanted to know your kind of final thoughts on uh, both the uh, the ABA conference and the IAICM around its first year. Well, I, you know, I'll be there. Uh, we have a table for IAICM there, uh, an exhibit table, so people can come by and uh, pick up some information or talk to either me or one of my um, associates will be there helping out and learn a little bit more about it, hoping some of our, our members, now that we've got a fair number, might show up and mix around a little bit. Um, I haven't looked at the agenda for the conference yet. I'm flying out early tomorrow morning, so I probably need to look at it tonight to see if they're covering any topics uh, related to monitors. They They usually have something in there about it. So obviously we'll be, be looking forward to that and meeting the people who are involved in, in that presentation and or attending it. Um, and like I said, you know, ICM is doing really well. I mean, it's way, way better than I had anticipated. Um, it's what I had hoped for as it continues to grow. I think we'll continue to lead the charge in terms of being the, the place to go to find good, uh, qualified corporate monitors by you know companies who are in need and or government agencies who are making decisions about you know people that they might select our you know code of professional conduct is robust uh and 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 significant and and really hits all the right areas it took years to develop that thing and we hold our members accountable to it uh and i believe that says a lot you know for us as it goes i have heard recently on a on a related note that the ABA standards, uh, that the commentary for those standards has finally been completed. Uh, I didn't play any role in that. I did help write the actual black letter standards, but the commentary was done, uh, I think only by the chair and the, the reporter. I don't know if any other people were involved in that. So I'm very much looking forward to when that's uh, released to see, you know, how, what it says or, or, you know, how it might be uh, similar to our code of professional conduct. Um, certainly, I believe they're going to be congruent. They, they should be the same in, in pretty much all respects. But uh, looking forward to that coming out sometime pretty soon, I hope. So I've been visiting with John Hansen, uh, founder and president of the International Association of Independent Corporate Monitors. The website is iaicm.org. And uh, uh, for any compliance practitioner, someone interested in corporate monitorships, corporation, uh, going through the process, or even a government official who may be listening to this podcast, it is a fabulous resource. Check out their public resource center uh, for lots of great information. John, as always, a great pleasure to visit with you. And thank you for taking the time uh, to talk to me today about the one year of uh, I. AICM. Thank you, Tom. I really appreciate it. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. 
If you have any questions on the FCPA Compliance Report or today's episode, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate our podcast. It was as it would help to get the word out about the oldest podcast in compliance. Also, please check out my new book, The Complete Compliance Handbook, available for pre-sale at www.fcpacompliancereport.com. Thank you again for listening this week, and I hope you'll join me again next week where we take up another issue around FCPA compliance. The FCPA Compliance Report is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.